0: So today we are wrapping up our summer movie series i hope you all got the chance to uh, watch this final movie on netflix called love wedding repeat as always my talk will contain spoilers so if you are not a fan of spoilers and you've not seen the movie yet feel free to pause and come back uh, to this talk Uh, this movie um, is a rom-com Sorry, apologies to all you non-lovers of rom-coms, and I'll I'll admit not the best rom-com out there, but it did harken back to you know one of my favorite rom-coms for weddings and a funeral. But this one was really um, had a had a really important message for us. Um, so the movie, in summary, is uh, takes place at at a wedding, and and the bride is um, trying to get her brother to to keep an eye on one of the guests who apparently the, 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 the bride had a last minute fling with a couple of weeks before her wedding. Um, the backdrop of this is also our main character, her brother, Jack, is um, reunited with a young woman he met some time before that it was love at first sight and it never did work out. So he's trying to uh, reconnect with her. He's trying to keep an eye on this wayward guest. Um, And there's all sorts of other hijinks going on. And for some reason, the sister decides that the best way to keep the the guy that she had the affair with, who's an old friend, quiet, was to have her brother dose him with a sleeping potion. Okay? So we can imagine that this is going to be a mess already, but it gets worse because... Uh, we've got the table scene arrangements, some children run in, switch around the name tags, and of course the wrong person gets the sleeping in medicine hilarity ensues. So on the surface, this may seem like just a ridiculous movie, and in many ways it is. But the the, the thing that really came out or jumped out at me for this movie is... The idea of what happens when we try too hard to control things when we try too hard to control things the sister had an error of judgment and her thinking was the secret can't get out it would ruin everything so we've got to control it and every effort that her brother makes to control the secret and every effort she's making to control it, it's making it worse and worse and worse. And just when things are at their absolute worst, the movie kind of pauses and there's a narrator that rewinds and reminds us that there could have been a different outcome. There could have been many different outcomes. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, the reason the whole thing sort of went awry was because these kids ran in and moved name tags around, and the wrong person got the wrong uh, sleeping potion. But what if the name tags were arranged in a different order? And we see in the movie some of these options playing out, okay, of different people getting the sleeping potion, what might happen? But it, then it turns out that the only outcome, the only, the only possibility that ends up working that ends up with the highest and best outcome for all was the one when Jack, the brother, who was assigned to control everything, he got the sleeping potion, the drug. And when he got that, what happened was he was taken out of the control scenario. He didn't have the energy. He really didn't have the the, the willpower, the mental capacity to control the things like he thought he would have he was taken out of the
1: equation when he was taken out of the equation things unfolded in such a way that the bride was
0: able to get married without a hitch he was able to reconnect with the young woman that he'd fallen in love with before pretty much every other character in the movie that was seeking something found that something when we, when we strive to, to, to control with a tight fist the things in our life that we might think are going to spiral out of control, that's exactly what happens. They spiral out of control, like, like, like trying to grasp a handful of sand and it just slips through your fingers. And this is because when we get in that place of fear and anxiety of what might be, In order to avoid the imagined pain, the imagined loss, the imagined grief, the imagined discomfort, the imagined whatever
1: we imagine worst-case scenarios, we try to control. And it falls apart. I can't think of one time in my life where I sought to control the outcome that it happened the way it should have or that the outcome was the highest and best we've got to take ourselves out of the equation we've got
0: to let go and let god and that saying let go and let god sort of almost implies that you know there's some benevolent deity out there pulling the strings
1: Now, when I hear let go, let God, what that means for me is that we are all intricately
0: connected in a web of synchronicity. And when we seek to control, we start to break up that web. I don't know if you've ever seen the intricacies of a spider web. What happens if you just pull on one of those strings? The whole thing starts to unravel. Or a tapestry when you yank on one thread, the whole thing starts to begin to fall apart. Ours is not to yank on the threads. Ours is to let it unfold. And this is hard. This is hard. Because because we've 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 suffered loss, we've suffered pain, and we want to avoid it again. We've got a plan. We make plans for our lives and plans for our communities and plans for our families. And when it looks like it may not be going our way, we seek to push it back in the lane, get the train back on the tracks. We seek to control. In the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu writes that when we let go of what we are, we become what we might be. And when we let go of what we have, we receive what we need. This is the power of letting go. It allows things to unfold in the synchronous ways that we cannot see and imagine with our limited vision. And to be clear, letting go is not about doing nothing. (laughs) Letting go is an act of surrender. And that's an intentional act to align with the infinite wisdom of the divine that we in our limited human perceptions cannot begin to imagine. Eckhart Tolle says letting go is an act far greater powerful than defending or hanging on letting go let me read the let me read the quote correctly letting go is an act of far greater power than defending or hanging on and it doesn't seem powerful does it to let go to surrender to trust to have faith but that's what that is Letting go is, is an intentional act of not letting yourself be ruled by emotions like fear and anger and despair and grief. It's, it's, it's about intentionally not letting ourselves be, be, be dictated by the attachments we have. Joseph Campbell writes, we must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so that we can have the life that is waiting for us. And letting go is intentionally decided not to value our worth based on the validation of others. In the movie, the best lines I thought were given to uh the dopey man of honor. There's a maid of honor. The bride's maid of honor was a was her best friend, was a guy, and, and he had some of the best lines. And this was one of my favorite lines. He says, The important thing is that the person you're
1: with loves you for being you you are enough you are enough are the people
0: that you surround yourself with loving you just for you being you
1: do you love you just for being you you're enough
0: and to ground ourselves in that is the release release any thoughts of unworthiness of, of comparing ourselves to others, to truly live at peace with ourselves. Letting go what no longer serves us is the first and perhaps the, 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 the most difficult but longest step towards true wholeness and true healing for ourselves,
1: as a society, for the world. This week, we saw the shooting of yet another Black
0: man by a police officer, Jacob Blake, seven times in the back, in front of his children. We saw the despair and the anger of a community erupt again in protests, some of which, yes, led to violence. And for those who always wonder, why is there always this protest and the right in violence? It's because, you know, As Martin Luther King said, rioting is the the voice of the unheard. When there's been, been pleading and asking and ignoring, that's what's left to draw attention. And this is not me justifying violence. This is me saying that we've got to look deeper at why we are here. And we are here
1: because part of America has been taught to be afraid of black skin. And as a result, part of America has been taught to overreact to black skin. And as a result,
0: those of us with the black skin have been taught to be afraid of part of America.
1: What's the commonality there? Fear. We have. We have, all of us, to release the conditioned fears that we've been taught.
0: And these fears are grounded in racism, make no mistake. When I say before that that, that dismantling racism is moral and spiritual work, this is what I
1: mean. Because to live in fear is not a spiritual place of being. To live in love is. So until the part of
0: America that fears black skin releases that fear, and until those of us with black skin can release the fear
1: of those who fear us, we're going to just continue the cycle of fear. We've got to release the fear. We've got to know that there is truly nothing to be afraid of from people who don't look like us, who don't think like us, who don't come from the same places we come from, The fear will destroy us. So we let go of the fear. This is our
0: work. This is our spiritual work as individuals and as a nation. Gerald Jampolsky says, when we think we've been hurt by someone in the past, we build up defenses to protect ourselves from being hurt in the future. So the fearful past creates a fearful future. The past and the future become one. We cannot love when we feel fear. When we release the fearful past and forgive everyone, we will experience total love and oneness with all. When we release the fearful past and forgive everyone, we will experience total love and oneness with
1: all. So let us stop seeking to control and let us seek to release. Release the fear, release the conditioning
0: so that we might experience the total love and oneness that is our
1: spiritual birthright. It is the only way we can bring healing to ourselves, to this nation, to this world. is the only way we can live one love in this one world.